Welcome to Fresh Takes on the Future of Work. We are focused on fresh perspectives from business and HR leaders about the future of work. FRESH is an acronym for freedom, resourcefulness, empathy, simplicity, and happiness. Values core to operating in the future of work. We'll tie back to these while exploring interesting stories and actionable ideas. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jess Pagoni. My pronouns are she, her, and hers, and I'm the co-founder and CEO of Luna, a technology for the modern employer, enabling flexibility and choice to meet employees where they are today and in the future. Bottom line, we create alignment between work and life to attract, engage, and retain top talent in today's competitive market. Our guest today is Emily Allen. More than 16 years ago, she serendipitously stumbled upon her career in recruiting and HR. Immediately, she knew there was nothing else she'd rather do. Her background has breadth across industries and focus areas, but it's always been about the same thing, making organizations and the people that make them great even better. She's adventurous, innovative, data-obsessed, and carries a true passion for people. As a recovering perfectionist, an architect, and a builder, and a competitor that loves a good challenge, Emily is obsessed with leaving everything she touches a little better than it was before. She's also a fabulous mom and role model to three young girls. At League Side, she leads the end-to-end people operations priorities, talent acquisition, HR, employee growth and development, culture, and retention. Emily, it is a pleasure. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me, Jess. I'm really excited. Before we dive into our questions for this episode, can you tell us a little bit more about you and about the work that you're currently doing? Yes, absolutely. So I think that you did a great job on my intro. I totally had no idea what I wanted to do when I graduated from college. And I like to make the joke that HR and people operations found me. I didn't find it. But we're approaching two decades here of work and recruiting in the people operations space and nothing makes me happier. I love it. Most recently, at the beginning of this year, I started a new role with LeagueSide, and I am the head of people at LeagueSide. LeagueSide is the nation's leading community marketing platform. We provide a scalable way for national brands to reach their consumers through community sports sponsorships. And it's really a win-win. We're helping great clients to grow while we're also creating more accessibility within the youth sports space as we're able to impact the cost of participation with these sponsorships. So we're about 30 people right now. And our co-founders, CEO and COO, Evan and Zubin, brought me in to build up the people operations practice for LeagueSide. So I'm in the process now of building up our recruiting practice, as well as all of our kind of internal people operations practices as well. Everything from onboarding to offboarding and all the great stuff in between as it relates to employee engagement, training and development, performance management, compensation, you name it. I, I typically have my hands in it one way or the other. And and when we've connected before, we have talked about our mutual affinity for building things. So it sounds like you have your hands full, but in a good way with all the things you can build. I do. I have a blank canvas, so it's really exciting. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. So on the show, we ask everyone the same five questions about the future of work. And I am wondering, Em, are you ready to dive in? Let's do it. Okay. It is time to get fresh. Emily, first question 
how do you define the future of work? I believe that the future of work is output-based. So we've learned over the past couple of years through the pandemic that what used to be done in an office environment can now be done at home. It can be done in a coffee shop or on a laptop at the beach. So I believe that a company's or team's ability to harness technology, harness communications and the right channels of communication and data is absolutely critical in being able to effectively manage and support work and support team members that are really output-based and output-focused. That's awesome. It has been this interesting, I think maybe awakening for both companies and people realizing like, wow, I don't need to be in that particular space to still do the same work I was doing. In fact, perhaps maybe there are other spaces that I do better work in, more productive work. So I love the thinking there that this is about output and outcomes and not where you're spending your time. Absolutely. So if I were to hand you a magic wand and you could wave the wand and see one thing change about work life right now, what would it be? So I think that employees are demanding a new level of authenticity from employers. I think that values and belief alignment is critical and it's almost like table stakes for a candidate to be really interested and believe and be engaged with your organization. As an employer, you have to stand for something. You have to have an opinion and you have to pick a side. So I think that employers that don't comment or plant their flag on the plethora of social and political issues that in the past, I think were kind of flagged as really taboo to talk about in the workplace are going to lose. They're going to lose current team members. They're going to make it more challenging for themselves to recruit. So that said, I don't think that a role exists today and the right set of resources and training exists for organizations to like effectively master and display this new level of authenticity that is being demanded of them. This is kind of like stretched across HR, people operations, legal, marketing, communications. No one's like just truly armed with this holistic experience to effectively manage and train teams and execs. And I think it's big responsibility to like effectively foster inclusive communication on these really tricky issues that exist today and that we're all encouraged to bring our full selves into work. And I think that that's really important. So I think kind of dreaming big and thinking big picture as we continue to make work more transparent, both organizations and employees bringing their authentic selves to work, making sure that both sides have the right education and resources to be able to manage this huge responsibility respectfully, inclusively, and effectively is really, really important. So I don't know if that's like a brand new rule or what that looks like, but some thoughts on that. So many things are running through my mind. I love the idea of the role. And part of me goes to like, is this the DEI and B role? Is this part of their overall remit? But then at the same time, I find myself reflecting that really everyone needs to own it. Everyone needs to understand and continue to learn and be educated. But perhaps there is an organizational quarterback 
that can be responsible for potentially external communications as well as internal education to make it really a priority within companies. So really interesting. And also one of our prior guests on the show was Natalie Egan. And so Natalie's the founder and CEO of a company called Translator. And so they do social DEI training. So it's all about kind of understanding your own identity before you can begin to really understand other people's identities. And Natalie's perspective is really interesting because she herself is a trans woman. So she's been a male CEO and she's also been a female CEO and brings this really incredible perspective. And she was even saying that she's an ally and an advocate for certain aspects of DEI and B. But yet there's also parts of that continuum and maybe people with disabilities, she's not as much of an advocate for, doesn't know exactly the way to advocate as well, and that she continues to learn in those areas, even as someone who's founded a company built around the topic. So I think that the concept of continued learning and education from all of us, but someone to help channel it in the right direction, really needed right now, for sure. So as far as fresh takes go, Emily, freedom, resourcefulness, empathy, simplicity, and happiness. Which of these areas do you see as the most pressing right now as you think about the future of work, the evolving employer-employee dynamic, and so on? What do you think is really popping? Can I say all of them? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to force you to go in at least one direction. But yes, I agree, of course. So I'd have to say, Jess, although... All of them, I think, are really important. If you forced me to pick, I'd probably say simplicity. Everything is just so complex right now. Uh, Seemingly, every decision that you make as an employer has all these tentacles, these cascading effects, sets precedents that you don't intend to set because everything that we're doing right now is brand new. We're all still figuring out this post-pandemic remote stuff all together. And I think that in a world with so much complexity outside of work, at home, people are just dealing with so much post-pandemic and then just readjusting to what work looks like now. Adding simplicity, I think, will lend itself to speed. Being able to react, respond, even seize an opportunity at work will just have an outsized impact on a person or a team. And mistakes will happen because we're all kind of navigating and working in this uncharted territory now. Things will pop up that you didn't think of or you didn't know. So I think to be able to operate operate from a place of simplicity and move quickly to respond to employees evolving needs and things like that. Trust has to be at the foundation of that because mistakes will be made. And so long as your team members and your employees trust that you're coming from a place of positive intent, I think you're kind of set up to move fast, making things as simple as possible for folks. And I think that just in the environment and world we're in, simple is just better right now. (laughs) Yes, I could not agree more. So I think what's interesting about humans people in general, is that we tend to overly complicate most things. And I think especially, and we just hit on some of the DEI topics of the day, that there's also this eggshell mentality of we have to be super careful. We're not going to harm anyone unintentionally, of course. And so I do think that the trust and the good intent and the challenging ourselves not to overanalyze 
that sometimes it's better to test and learn versus trying to create this perfect thing. And I'm sure you've seen it, Em. I've been inside of companies and also partnered with companies where so much time and resource has gone into building a new program or rolling out some type of new policy and it falls flat. And it's like, why did we spend all that time? Why weren't we iterating this in a way that, and I think we all want to put a beautiful bow on the things that we're putting into the world. But at the same time, we tend to overcomplicate those things. So highlighting simplicity here, I think, is a very real and relevant topic for people who are trying to navigate the future of work today. Absolutely. Thanks. Okay, managers. And I think this is a topic near and dear to you. So I've been excited for your response to this question. But we've got people leading people out there. And we know how critical managers are to the overall employee experience and employee engagement, et cetera. What advice do you have for anyone who's leading a team right now? And we're on this constantly changing treadmill, so to speak. What would you tell managers or what would you challenge them to think about as they're leading in this new way of work? Yeah, so it's a great question. And you're right, very near and dear to my heart. And I think I'll answer in a way that maps the response to the question that you just asked me about fresh takes and my thoughts around simplicity. I think that is relevant here. And my thought is just by being a human, I think that the best way to navigate the upcoming months ahead and just the changes, being vulnerable, being present and making sure that your team has a voice, that you're advocating for your people in a way that they can see you doing that. I read an article recently, I think from Harvard Business Review that provided a stat and it was that by 2025, 65% of all the tasks that a manager does will be automated. So thinking of things like approving expense reports, budget requests, scheduling, performance management, there's all of this tech now, now that we're all in this remote space that is scaling and streamlining typical managerial responsibilities. And I think a manager's real job is to create connectivity and purpose and like truly leveling up and training their team, building a vision, making sure that they are present, whether it's on Zoom or in person or Slack or really being a servant, a servant leader to their team and leveling up and raising up the the folks that are within their unit or team. Yeah. Amazing. I think that's a good reminder. We have to be human. We have to be vulnerable. We have to simplify what we tend to overcomplicate and great advice for us. So I have one final question for you, and it is, who is one company you admire for their fresh take? So I always keep an eye on HubSpot. So I'm sure you're familiar and it's probably not news to you, but I look to Katie Burke all the time. I read her content nonstop. I stalk her online. (laughs) So we all do it, I guess. Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I'm always checking out what they're doing as an organization and what Katie Burke is putting out there and putting out to the world. She does some really great stuff. Um, if people are interested in learning more about League Side, how do they find you? How do they find out more information? Yeah, the best way to find me will be LinkedIn and you're able to just go to leagueside.com and there's various ways to reach out to the organization and different team members through our website as well. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being here, Emily. I always love connecting with you and the, the great perspectives and ideas that you share. So thank you for spending the time with us today. Thanks for having me, Jess. It was great. And thank you to everyone else for listening in. And don't forget to stay fresh.